0: Welcome to podcast number 47. I have to admit, I've been waiting for this podcast for a very long time, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. This podcast is a little bit different than some of the other podcasts. This podcast has uh, a little bit more of a story, um, a little bit more of a storyline, and uh, it has a little bit more of an introduction than some of the other podcasts. And obviously, you know what this podcast is already about, and that's introducing the, the Ken Hill Glossary. So... Again, no music, no bullshit. Let's just get right into it. So, where did this come from? Why do we have this? Well, you know, of course, back when I started, and of course, if you're if you've been you know listening to my podcast and you're hearing it, you you know are hearing what I have to say. It was confusing, right? Back in the back when I was trying to go through this, there were so many different people saying different things, and in some cases, meaning the same thing. In other cases, not meaning the same the same thing. It was very confusing, and so as I went through the sport and again decoded it, and uh, as I got to as I got to uh, work with um, uh, teaching people the sport, we needed to have a common language. We didn't have a common language built, and this glossary really is uh, the, the years and years of putting together what what I've decoded in the sport and, and decoded in this language. And it's it's the it's these are the these are the references, right? These are the these are the the common terms that we use when we work with our riders. I can't tell you what a blessing this has been because as we've gotten more consistent with our language and of course if I'm saying it then of course my instructors are saying it and then of course if, then the students are saying it and then it just trickles on on down from there it just, it makes, it it shortcuts the learning curve. It makes things so much easier in the learning because we're saying the same thing. We're not having to go back and re-identify what we're trying to talk about. I can tell you, I've showed this to some Moto America crew chiefs and they were like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. My writer and I can actually start talking the same language. and We can shortcut this whole process of, of what do you mean? And Same thing between instructor and student. If we go and we have this common language between instructor to instructor and student to student, it just makes our jobs so much easier. It makes our learning so much better. So this glossary was was born out of a need to have a consensus of what the common language should be. And I'll give you a couple examples about about that. And then then I want to thank some people that, that helped me put this together. When we start having the same language, I did a, a, a training day um, earlier this year and did a training day for a couple of days, and the third day was kind of an open day. And between the students that were there on the open day and I wasn't there, they said they could come in and start talking a common language and start being able to critique and and be able to look at the other people's writing with the same language and same report cards. And it got to be very fun for them because they'd say, oh, you know, how's your exit apex? Oh, um, I noticed that uh, you know um, uh, your first five percent of your breaks wasn't as good. Uh, I noticed it did as the day went on. Your eyes got tired, so it allowed a common language and a common way for everybody to talk. And of course, what ended up happening is the learning curve got better. So this this glossary was born at uh, you know there was there was no consensus of, lang- of language, and of course. With no consensus of language, there's no consensus of technique, and uh, of course, you've you've seen what a, what a big fan I am of uh, putting the, t- together the fundamentals uh, of this sport. So, this common language really stops the confusion, and it also puts together a way for us to have a way of a way of looking at everything. So, some people that I want to thank that helped me put this together, and I mention these people because. Without these people in my corner for such a long time, and 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 and, and oh, you know, really beta testing all the things that I'm doing, and and telling me I'm full of shit, and making me explain all these things, it would this this glossary would not be here. And uh, that's why I want to take a second and be able to thank these people for basically holding me accountable and making me go through all of this. So uh, the RIC program has been. You know big a big staple of what I'm doing and 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 the hub for all of this. So uh, I need to thank Adam and Josh Bronkman for it. Um they're really the have been the ones that um, have encouraged me to uh, to do this and encourage me to to branch out and and make this common theme, make this common language available for everybody. So uh, they're a big part of it. Dunlop Tires. Dunlop has been in my corner for a long time, and, uh, you know, behind the scenes, um, they're just fantastic with wanting to do better for the sport, wanting to improve, and, uh, you know, asking for my feedback, sending me tires to test, and, of course, having products uh, made in the United States is just fantastic. So, I want to thank Dunlop for sticking with me for all of this time and, and wanting to build a better product for all of us that's, of course, more price affordable as well. Some other sponsors that have really embraced my methodology and my language. And these are people that, again, as, I, as I've as i gone through and, and beta tested a lot of these things, they're the ones that said, yeah, let me go try that. Let me see what this language works and, and see how this these things happen. And one of the big fans has been Mark DeGross at Too Fast uh, Track Days. Mark has been uh, a big staple of saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to try this product. I'm going to go try this. I'm going to put out the apex cones. We're going to do an end of breaking drill. Um, we're going to work on... Um, uh, or eye timing, or whatever it may be. So he's been uh, he's been great, and be able to follow up with him, and and how his students take uh, take on to this has been fantastic. So Mark has been a um, a great way for for me to sort of test some of these things and say, hey, did that work? That didn't work, and and uh, really has been uh, been a fantastic way for for me to help build up, build everything. And another one has been hustle hard racing. Yeah, behind the scenes, hustle hard. Um, You know, they they just have been, um, they've been pretty quiet behind everything. And what Hustle Hard does is, and it's funny, I got introduced to Hustle Hard probably a couple years ago. And it was, it was something very simple where somebody needed some brake pads and uh, they needed some brake pads. And simple as it is, they needed brake pads and they wanted a special compound, you know, specific compound, of course. And the next morning, the brake pads were basically sitting there in the hot, in our pit And uh, they were there. They were. They just magically, you know, some some. They just magically showed up, and uh, we used the brake pads. And of course, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, hey, you know, got those brake pads there, got the compound there. They just showed up. They made it happen. Um, It wasn't about how much, you know, they were. This one's about. They just showed up, and they wanted to be good for the sport. And I very much appreciate that. And they've been a great. You know, there's a great Kick Ass online store. They carry quality brands. You know, they've got um, the bitching um, uh, carbon and body work. And then I think they're the only ones in the U.S. that are, yeah, I know they're the only ones in the U.S. Uh, that are distributing it. So um, please check that stuff out. So let's take a look at some some examples of what this glossary is about and how this glossary, you know, can really make your make your life easier and, and kind of short shortcut your, your learning uh, learning curve. You know, we'll just take a couple of, uh, we'll just take a few here and we'll read them because uh, I think it's, it's completely relevant. Yeah, the first one that we're going to look at is bike placement, right? It's the number one fundamental for, for what we're trying to do. And bike placement on the racetrack, based on a given corner radius, where to place the motorcycle on entry and exit in order to maximize acceleration. That's it, right? That's bike placement. And we have bike placement on the street as well based on a given situation, where to place the motorcycle to maximize vision to determine your decision point as soon as possible, right? And of course, we we have a part of our glossary is the the decision point as well. So some other ones, what we look at, right? We have our brake graph. And you're thinking, well, what's a brake graph? Well, brake graph describes how brake pressure and brake timing are used to decelerate. There's actually, we graph this out. We're able to show you what the first 5% is like, what building brake pressure is like, what brake pressure should be at a turn in, and, and how the end-of-braking should be. So we we have these things, we have these things available and we have these things figured out. Fundamentals. As you know, there are very much fundamentals for our sport. And that, again, that's something that has not been recognized as having fundamentals for our sport. The fundamentals for our sport, right, are the following basic skills for riding motorcycle proficiently: bike placement vision and focus, motor controls, brake pressure and brake timing, turn-in rate and turn-in point, body position and body timing. There you go. You've got everything now to work on. It's all right there. Uh, And then some things that have really come into play um, play with uh, what I'm doing and and, uh, I spend a lot more time doing it. Knowledge objectives. You know, we don't have a lot of time to ride our bikes. And especially if you're the track day guys and racers, you have very, very little time uh, to ride your bike. And with our knowledge objectives, there's so many things that we can work on off the bike in order to build these skills. It just shortcuts your learning curve. So knowledge objectives, right? Specific motopilot objectives developed by Ken Hill Coaching for which you train off the motorcycle. These can be your eyes it can be your brakes it can be your mental fitness it can be your physical fitness so we work out so much on our knowledge objectives and that has really become a big thing you can learn so much off the bike way more than you can learn on the bike as well and then as we talk more about it you know we we you know we don't want to make sure that we're we're not forgetting our skill objectives same thing right specific motor pilot, uh, objectives for which you train on the motorcycle. Yes, they're absolutely there as well. And then one thing that we'll talk about that that I think is absolutely worth mentioning is the slowest point of the corner. And that's a term that I phrased uh, many, many years ago. And uh, it's the end of the deceleration zone, the end of your direction change and the start of your acceleration zone. The slowest point of the corner varies based on corner radius. So there's some examples right there of how this glossary works and how it can really shortcut some of our, basically our, our, our learning curve for the sport. If you have the same term and you're using that term over and over again, it, it again, it makes it consistent uh, and it makes it completely objective on, on how you're doing with it. So there you go. Ken Hill Glossary. You've heard me speak about there's no consensus of right or wrong in this sport. Well, it has to start with the language and if we could all be speaking the same language, that right there is going to make a big difference in how everyone relates in the sport. For riders, they can compare with their friends and they can say, hey, how was your direction? How was your break release or whatever it may be? But they can all be speaking the same thing instead of some terms they're not sure about. For instructors, now instructors have a way of one instructor being able to use the same language as another instructor, and now we're not confusing our riders. So we want a consensus of what's right and wrong in this sport, but it has to start with this language. And we need to be able to take this glossary and be able to share it, showcase it, and show people that, yeah, there is is a common language that we all use and all share so we can all stay in this sport. So we need to build this language first. From there, We can start working on how each one of these specific things is taught, which is a whole nother subject. But let's start with this. Let's start with having everybody talking the same language. Copyright 2017, Ken Hill Coaching, All Rights Reserved.